Looks like we're live. In the inner sanctum. Hello and welcome to another session in the Inner Sanctum online group sessions with Karen Swain and a guest teacher. We do these only once a month, but I might change it up a bit next year. This is the last session for this year and we've got the beautiful Cecil Adronia Carlson on the show. Hello, Cecil. Welcome. Nice to be here. Nice to see you. So good to see you. I'm just checking on... uh, just checking on that we're live streaming. Oh, anyway, I'll check that in a minute. Um, I think we are. So Cecil is all the way over in Norway, and I met Cecil through this group. How many years ago? Over five years ago, Cecil. Oh yes, it was in uh, twenty sixteen. So it's sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, yeah seventeen. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you've been on an intense healing journey and you've been doing so many things. And so it was so good to catch up with you today to hear what you've been up to in the last few years. For people that don't know, Cecil, let me just read a little bit about you. So Norwegian starseed and energy healer, Cecil Adronia Carlson is an intuitive psychic and shamanic energy healer who's worked for many years as a psychiatric nurse specializing in shock and trauma. Her biggest interest is how humanity works as a whole with the body, mind and spirit. Cecil says that every part is equally as important. When an imbalance occurs in one area, it'll affect the other side of us, often in a negative way. This can reduce the quality of our life in everyday life and it is possible to correct this imbalance so that life feels good again. She's worked for many years. She worked for many years in the public health care system, first as uh, in home nursing and then, as I said, in psychiatric rehabilitation. And Cecil also often travels down to South America, to Peru, on her healing journey to hang out with the shamans and the maestros, as they call them, the shamans or maestros. And she's got a book. And her book is called Sounds from the Soul, My Journey into Love. And way back then, Cecil, uh, what was it? Yeah, in 2017, we had you, or maybe 2018, we had you on the show sharing your awakening journey, which was amazing. So we might go over that a bit today, if you like. Do you want to start there with what happened all those years ago? Yeah, I can start briefly, as you have it on video. But for those who doesn't know, uh, I had a spiritual spiritual awakening in 1991, which was uh, transformed uh, my whole world. And um, what happened was that God entered. And uh, it, the feeling was it cleansed every cell in my body first. Then it was... Uh, coming back as love afterwards. It filled every cell with a love that was so intense that everything, every thought, every aspect of me was dissolved in this love. So as my ex-husband was living close by and uh, made life difficult for me and my our children, we were divorced by then. 
um, he was inside that love and that was okay. I knew that everything was exactly as it was supposed to be. So after that experience, I had so many questions. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know anyone to ask because no one had any experiences of, similar to what I experienced. So I was left um, with a lot of questions afterwards. But what happened was that I was changed. My usual worrying disappeared. I knew everything was as it should be. I couldn't understand it. I just knew it was that way. And uh, two months afterwards, I had an experience where I tried to transfer the energies I felt in my body tingling all the time to my friend. And when I put my hands on her, uh, I had waves of fire coming down into my crown and out my hands. And in those waves of fire, uh, I was told that this is for later in life. And uh, I was flabbergasted. And afterwards I thought, what is later in life? Why do I have to wait? So my questions only increased. There were more to explore, more to go into. But uh, when the first happening happened, the day after, I was told I was going to study nursing. And that was something I didn't want to do. <laughs> I couldn't understand why I could work in a hospital and um, be with people in pain and everything and uh, without me getting too much involved because I was very, very sensitive for energies. And others, other people suffering was painful for me. But as the voice told me and uh, the voice of God, I knew it was him. Uh, it had to be like that. And I have enjoyed it from first minute I started studying. So my life was filled with studying, working, kids. I was a single mom. So I didn't have any time to, to um, dive into and explore what happened. But I did use the library a lot, as much as uh, I could. And uh, that time I didn't read English or anything. I, there was no many books in English translated in the topic. So yeah, it, I had to rest and say, okay, now I work, I live my life and I see what happens. And I had my ears open and, and was, making workshops and doing what I could. Then uh, I married again and had some years that was filled with life as we see it. And it was good in many ways, but after some years, 
I felt an emptiness creeping in and I just knew the time had come to dive into my experience to have the answers. And uh, as a nurse, uh, a psychiatric nurse, I was studying, I had learned a lot through what the body is and how we function. But I knew there was so much more. So when I divorced him, uh, immediately I got in contact with people that started to talk about ayahuasca. And I have never ever heard of it. I didn't even know what it was. I was very naive, living a simple life. But I just had a feeling that, yes, this is actually something I have to go into. And uh, when I decided to go to Peru first time, I had dreams coming in, which I explain uh, in my book. I talk about them that uh, pointed out what would happen, why that this was actually the way for me to go. They reassured me that this was right. And I had this feeling that yes, this is right. So in the jungle, uh, in the ceremonies, I had many, many experiences where I could see myself as a baby, a toddler. And uh, I had um, closed my memory from 10 years and back. So I didn't remember anything before that. Now I was shown my, my childhood, which I had forgotten about. And what was shown was, well, it made me understand why I had closed down. <laughs> and uh, at the same time, it showed me what was behind it. I knew it wasn't something I could condemn. It was just something that happened. So I have been in a very long journey, many years in understanding and healing and trying to open up my memories. And throughout this exploration and diving into the depth of myself, I have learned that all I have encountered in my life, all I have experienced has been for a reason. And that pain is actually the biggest gift there is. When we stop being a victim and take responsibility for, okay, this is actually what I had to experience. There has, hasn't been any wrong with anyone. 
My parents was the right parents for me. I was abused by my grandfather. And that was also in my journey in how to develop the identity I have today and the strength and the wisdom. So the last six months, everything has combined into a deepening that I could never have imagined. Uh, I have had a lot of dreams throughout my life, which has guided me. And uh, in one of those dreams, I actually met Stephanie Patel some years ago. And when I connected to her, with her, I understand that, I understood that, um, what that dream meant. So the last half, six, seven, no, last nine months, I have learned so much of the, the rules of life that everything changes. And I come to see that the experience I had in 1991 showed me the truth. Now I can look at it in a different way than I have before. Because what I saw in my vision while love flew out of my heart and covered everything it was like um, I could see the energy. I could see it like a mist going through all there is. It was around and inside all there is. And that is what I call God, which is the life force. And the life force is contained in love. The, it, it is, uh, the basis is love. And that love is unconditional. So if I condemn anything, then I don't have unconditional love. So when I allow God to come through me, I am one with everything. But it is a journey into letting go who you are or who you have thought to be, to become who you really are. And that is what I make, make me burn <laughs> with, with passion because it's so rich. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, darling one. I'm just going to repeat something that you said. When I condemn anyone, I don't allow, I don't allow the love that is me. Oh, that's a bumper sticker, that one. 
when I condemn anyone, I don't allow the love that is me. I love that. That's beautiful. It's so synchronistic. You know, I had this beautiful man from Scotland on the show this week sharing his story for the very first time and he was super nervous and he had a very thick Scottish accent and anyway but his story is so similar to yours in many ways and at the end of the show I said you know Sissel's coming into the inner sanctum and her story is quite similar to Gavin's in that when he was young he experienced that same embodiment of the divine where he had no striving, no wanting, no desires, and he felt love for everybody and he felt one with everything. And and uh, and then his guide said to him, or his God, he calls it God like you do, took it away, <laughs> took it away when he asked, how can I share this with people? And said, we're going to put you back to sleep and um, and then wake you up again later. And so he spent the last 35 years trying to get back to that same place. But it was sort of interesting to me that, Yes. like you had that experience and then you go back to your sort of default setting and then you have to work to find it again like yes. like you have through your spiritual journey or ayahuasca journeys and with Stephanie in the last six or nine months and so it's like it's like the universe or God or your guides or whatever you want to do I'm not going to make it easy for you no <laughs> That, that is so perfect, the science, because I know that without me choosing it, mm -hmm. I have free will. Exactly. I would have skipped the wisdom. Yeah, I love that. Without me choosing it with my free will, I would have skipped the wisdom. Oh, that's perfect, Cecil. That's perfect. Without me choosing it with my free will, I would have skipped the wisdom. Yes. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And so, yeah, so Sithil said to me, I think at the beginning of the year or some stage this year anyway, you know, check out Stephanie. You had connected with Stephanie and we put Stephanie on the show sharing her story and she channels, well, a few people, but amongst them Steve Jobs. <laughs> and uh, and you and Stephanie have been doing some things on her YouTube channel. What's the name of her YouTube channel? It's uh, her name, Stephanie Patel, but also Circle of Love. Circle of Love, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you can check that out of um, Stephanie and, and Cecil. Many, yeah, many interesting conversations there. Yeah, many interesting conversations there. So, yeah, re returning to that place of um, connection, embodying that that full embodiment, that connection to source, I mean, as I was saying at the end of Gavin's show, his story reminded me a little bit of um, Byron Katie's story too, like Byron Katie, who's been a spiritual teacher now for, I don't know, 45 years. But she also spent 10 years in depression uh, asking to die because she felt so bad and she would wake up in the morning feeling upset that she wasn't dead because she just, just didn't like her life. The two things that I found so interesting about your story and Gavin's really and something that you haven't shared now, I think that you went to a church with your next door neighbor, right, a church service that you didn't want to go to. Mm. And the neighbor who was a born-again Christian said, no, you've got to come, you're going to find God, you're going to find God. And you went, I'm not going to find God in a church. <laughs> but there was something about that church service which had you asking and and that asking brought that experience to you. It was a bit like um, Gavin went to an AA meeting 
and they're all talking about higher power, higher power. And he said the same thing, like, what's this higher power thing? He didn't know anything about God or higher power. And so that asking again brought that experience. Do you want to go into how that how that experience happened for you? I can. Um, the funny thing is that nine months before I had decided to take my life. Everything was prepared. And I thought that my case would be much better without me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, when everything was prepared, uh, I had my pills in my hand. I was reaching for my glass of water. I had this suddenly insight that I had to lay down and uh, have some few last thoughts. And I lay down on my sofa and everything went black. The next thing I that happened was that I woke up next morning with the sun inside. And I raised up and looked at everything around me and was thinking, wow, what did I almost do? everything was changed in me. It was something that was changed in me. And I realized what I almost did. And what I now come to see is that the blackness I went into was the nothingness that contains everything. And it changed me. Yeah often called the void. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I promised myself that I will never, ever go this deep again. And I think that was the, the beginning of ninth month afterwards. This happened. Mm. So I went into... Um, the the congregation with my friend she had persuaded me and uh i was they started to sing it was packed with people they started to sing and play and the instant they started singing the words of the song penetrated my heart and the music was doing something with me that I wanted to break down. All I wanted to do was cuddle up in the, 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 in the floor and start crying. I didn't know I had so much pain inside me. Yeah. Everything happened. So I was um, surprised. And, uh, of course, I didn't want to, to break down in the middle of a crowd. So I sat there and, and hold it inside me, closed my eyes and just pulled myself together. And I noticed an energy that wanted to come in. And I knew it wanted in. Didn't know what it was. But uh, I thought to myself, oh, no, this is a religious um, congregation. 
I don't want to be kind of tricked into something. <laughs> Indoctrinated. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not me. So I, I, I kept it outside. So I was struggling for an hour. I had promised my friend to be there for an hour to listen. And uh, so I struggled with the, 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 my crying wanted out and the energy wanted in. <laughs> <laughs> so after the hour passed, I, I thought, poof, now I can leave. <laughs> so I hurried <laughs> to the door, so relieved I could go home. And I went out of the building and I was standing on the, um, the outside, outside the door. And the relief I was expecting didn't come. Suddenly I was totally empty. There was nothing inside of me. I was a shell standing there. I could think, I could analyze, I could do whatever, but there was no feeling, no feeling of me. So I was really surprised and scared and confused. So I just looked at my car and said, okay, I'm going to drive that car home. I'm going to put my kids to bed and then I will be back later. I will come back. So I went home, put my kids to bed and uh, was sitting there in the living room. Nothing happened. Nothing. Nothing. Everything was empty. And I thought to myself, oh, why if I never come back? This is not a life. This is existence. So I felt the fear creeping in and I thought, okay, now I go to bed. And tomorrow when I wake up, I will be back. So I hurried into bed. And the moment I pulled my duvet up, the energy came back. But this time I was alone, quiet, and I knew it was God. I also knew I had a choice. And I was thinking of the last hours and I thought, I cannot leave it like that. That is not possible. So, okay, you better come in then. <laughs> <laughs> and then it started. It was out of this world, beautiful, powerful, magical. Magical, beautiful, powerful. I keep thinking about Gavin describing it and calling it brilliant in his Scottish accent. It was brilliant. All I can say it was brilliant, brilliance. Yeah. There's a couple of things I want to say about this. Because I think that your journeying to Peru has been that search to regain that same experience, right? Yes. And the same with him. And I, after I had the conversation with him, both of you at the time that it happened to you were um, feeling like the worst, like wanting out of this life, like feeling so bad that you wanted out of this life. And so the vibrational difference between the energy of source and the energy of de like despair was so great that it had this 
experience of, you know, like feeling so different. How am I trying to explain this? And then as you've journeyed through your life, both of you really, um, trying all different things to regain that same experience, you've raised your vibe, you've let go. Like you said, you did a lot of inner work, letting go of stressful beliefs and, you know, conditioned beliefs from your childhood and you've raised your vibe. So when you meet that energy in a better feeling vibe, it doesn't have that same impact because you're more of a vibrational match to it as you do the inner work. So it doesn't feel as explosive or as amazing when you're feeling better about life. Is this making sense? Yeah, what you're saying is that, that when I had my experience, of course, I, I was in a such a bad state. Right. Low vibration that it was like the big, big bang. Yeah, like a big bang, like that energy behind you. Yeah, yes. like the big bang. Ec yeah. Total ecstasy. Mm -hmm. ecstasy right mm -hmm. yeah but it went on and on and on and on and I think whenever you experience that one it is a blast it is out of this world beautiful but the, as you say the, the, the distance between where I was mm -hmm. and where I ended afterwards was Huge. Yeah. Bigger, bigger than the world. Yeah. It's interesting because I think that that energy that you experience, that ecstasy, brilliance, bliss, whatever name we want to give it, is our default setting when we're not embodied in the third dimension, you know, when we're spirit or soul. And, and many higher civilizations also have that as their default setting. But when you're swimming in ecstasy, you don't know you're swimming in ecstasy, right? You just don't know you're swimming in ecstasy until you dive deep or drop deep into the realms of despair and then revisit the ecstasy. You get a whole new experience of what that energy is by experiencing the opposite of it. Yeah? I actually had a, a, a vision once that was very, very strong. Very, it impacted me a lot. Uh, it was um, suddenly I noticed I was uh, pushed out of an area and a, like a door closed down and I couldn't go back and you, I couldn't enter there again. And I had a, a moment of panic because I didn't know how this would go. Then I just breathed and, and centered and uh, adjusted to the vibration I was. And it was actually very, very nice. It was beautiful. So I relaxed and, and uh, enjoyed the, the place I was in. And then I started to drift. And I drifted for a little while and then I dropped. And I could see how the energy around me changed. And then after a while, I dropped again. And the energies around me uh, changed again. And I knew that the energies I could see around me, I was energy myself, uh, was the like, like beings being escorted me down. 
And I dropped like seven times. And then I ended up in a place that was like earth. I could see many beings walking around. It was very nice. And uh, I was looking around. I noticed um, like a drop in front of me with nothing behind it. So I, I, I got curious what it was. So I went uh, to the edge and looked down. And deep down, I could see like a lot of fog. And if you if you know, can imagine how it is to see a hurricane from above, it has like an eye in the middle. And I could see a lot of them. There was fog and these eyes in the middle of the fog. And I wondered, what is this? What am, am I looking at? And suddenly I was drawn into one of those holes, eyes. And I ended up in a fog. I couldn't see anything, but it was so dense. It was so harsh. And I thought, where am I? And suddenly I knew I'm in my family. <laughs> and I thought, no way, I cannot stay here. So I jumped up again. And that is like to say you're squeezed into something that you don't fit inside. And I think that is what we do, but we don't remember. But you know, like like Christian Sundberg talks about his pre-birth memories. Yeah. yeah. And he explains the same, that when he comes into that fetus, it is so narrow and, 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 and you cannot move and it's so dark and, and it's not a good place to be. And the first time he said, no, I cannot, I cannot stay here. I cannot stay here. Yeah. And he went away the first time, but he stayed the second time. It's <laughs> like that. So Earth school. I, I understand what he says. Earth school. It ain't easy. So when you said you were, um, yeah, my spotlight. When you said you were in your family, what did you mean? You're in your family. You're in the frequency energy of your family. Yeah, the energy of the family. Of the family dynamic. The family. Uh, yes. Yeah, dynamic, the energy between people in the family, which yes. sounds like it was like jealousy and resentment and anger and yeah. all that sort of stuff. All so, <laughs> you can name. I had a dream once where I was shown, I was talking to my, my parents, explaining them a little bit about how my childhood had been and my dad packed his bag and he ran away as he always do when it comes to feelings uh, and my mom was only standing there looking at me while I was talking and while I was there talking I was pulled up and I started to see everything from above and I could see the energy that I chose to be born into, which 
my parents was born into before me the same energy and while looking i could feel their souls and i could feel how much they loved me and at the same time i could see the energy we were born into that made uh, that was uh, energy in in separation in 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 uh, distortion and I could see how, how this energy actually created all the incidents. So while, when we just follow the pattern we are brought up with, following the, the guidance we have had from our parents and believed in when we were children because we of course we we believe our parents knows we don't know so when we just follow this we follow the the energy of separation and we get lost and what we get lost from is actually not the 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 experiences the traumas happening what what makes the pain is the separation from our self, from our true self, and from the source of life, which I call God. That is the ultimate pain. And that, yeah, I've been shown it some few times. You've been shown it through your journeys in Peru? Like when you had your... let me see one the first time yes was in a vision, was in a vision yeah. second time was in a dream mm -hmm. and the third time was actually this spring where it came just up in me after I've been working in a prison for some weeks. Mm -hmm. And I had these awkward feelings inside of me that I didn't understand mm -hmm. because I liked it. The work was good. The people I worked with was good, but I had this awkward feeling. And when I come home, I worked uh, some other place for five weeks. And uh, when I come home, I was contemplating this awkward feeling. Then that the pain I had in my dream and, and my vision before came up in me and I knew this is the ultimate pain of separation. So then I just let it flow through me. You allowed it instead of resisting it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because when I we allow it, it heals. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Beautiful. I must leave early, but thank you. And thank you, Cecil. Sorry, Ra Raoul had to leave. Um, happy holidays. I know it's the holiday, it's the silly season. I did this, um, I did this a week earlier than I normally do it. I normally do a guest teacher in the middle of the month, but because it's December and the silly season, I thought we'd do it earlier this month. But yes, that ultimate pain of separation, that's it, Cecil. That's the um that's the trauma everyone experiences is that separateness to their source, to that feeling that so many people have experienced have have talked about you and 
and Gavin and so many people, NDE people that have had NDEs, NDEs near-death experiences. Uh, I guess the journey here on earth is to elect to come into the separation and then the journey back home is what we call life, you know, like life. And what you were saying is, you know, when you saw your, you saw the generational pain, I just keep coming back to that quote from the Bible, even though I'm not religious, and the sins of the father are visited on the son. It's like that generational pain just moves down through the family lineage from one to the other to the other to the other to the other until it hits a starseed or a light worker or a light weaver until like all you people that are listening to this online and, you know, in the recording, you're the one that stops the chain of pain. You're the one that does the healing, the people that do the healings, the people that watch the podcast shows, the people that implement the information that we're talking about and look into why you feel bad. Where, where did the beliefs come from? My mother felt unworthy. My father felt unworthy. I'm I'm carrying that same unworthiness and it's not even mine. And um, when we let it go, Shirley's nodding. Thank you, Shirley. When we let it go, yeah, that's when we change society. We change that chain of pain, right, Cecil? Yes. The clue is to uh, just accept what is. Mm -hmm. And when you can say to yourself that, okay, this life is exactly how it was going to look like absolutely stop being a victim yeah start take back your own power yeah you become whole as long as we point the finger out mm -hmm. to others we lose our power because you are powerless when others are the source of your problem yeah yeah you know, this information, I think I talk about it with pretty much every show and every group session we do and every conversation, I think we're talking about this thing. But it feels at the moment, it feels more important now as the world is going through what it's going through and everybody's pointing the finger like what's going, what's happening in the Middle East and everyone's pointing the finger at this group and that group and they're, and they're all in protest all over the world. I mean, it happened a couple of years ago. People were in protest because they're pointing the finger at what was going on. So we've just got to move out of judgment, move into acceptance because nothing moves while we're in judgment, right? Like that's something that the collective humanity needs to understand and implement. Stop judging the other for being wrong. It's pretty hard. I know when you see what's going on. I've got a lot of friends here in the Jewish community and they're, traumatized what's by what's going on absolutely traumatized and um yeah yeah but Any... you cannot you can you cannot break the mirror you have to <laughs> start smiling yourself <laughs> as long as we blame the world then we are powerless yeah you can only change your own inside and um, what you see around you. And when you choose love and not fear, your life will start to go the right direction. But we, the life is designed so wise. It is 
it is a mirror. Everything is a mirror. Like I was looking at the defense, defenses every country build up. We have alarms in our house because we are afraid to be attacked. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when we start as children to build up our defenses mm -hmm. for not being hurt, it has to be reflected. Mm -hmm. Because what we are afraid of will always uh, create what we are afraid of. So if we need to protect ourselves, we have built up what we are protecting us from. Exactly. It always balance out. Mm -hmm. So the only vibration that doesn't build up the opposite of what you want is love. Yeah. Yeah, so beautiful, darling one. So beautiful. Choose love. I know in a in a world like what we're seeing, I mean, you know, here in Australia and maybe in Sweden and America and places where we're just watching the atrocities unfold on our media screens screens um it feels easy to choose love but when you're in the thick of the trauma and the challenges and the chaos not as easy to choose love but i think that um you know we insert ourselves into this contrasting polarized environment to give us that journey of can we find love inside all the trauma can we choose it can we find it like inside your family trauma inside um you know corruption and political trauma and can we choose love can we choose love yeah who's winning at that one who's choosing love who's looking out into the world and choosing love like i want to know any questions there is a um hello from sweden someone's watching on youtube she said hello from sweden like right at the beginning and uh and on facebook said can i ask a question but she hasn't actually asked the question has anyone got any questions on zoom here they can ask all silent all silent <laughs> so maybe we can get into is there any uh, where else do you want to go Cecil do you want to talk about what you're doing with Stephanie or do you want to talk about Peru where do you want to go now I think what uh, what I'm doing with Stephanie is the most interesting because that and I find it I haven't had time to listen to your last uh, uh, interview the the one that um, you interviewed from Scotland but uh, I think it's uh, the time we are living in now more and more comes forth with the the work that has to be done and the work that has to be done is to bring out what gives relief in the chaos, in the, the 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 fear that is going around the world. So yeah. I think the, the time we are in is crucial to choose where we are going. Yeah. We want to stay in judgment or fear. We will create more of it. So as I see it, the only way is to say, okay, I cannot figure this out. This is too much for me. 
So please come in and help me, God. I give it to you. Yeah. Actually, in one in, in one of no, many of the visions I've had, I remembered that uh, I I uh, promised God to let him be alive in the world. <laughs> that was my mission from com coming down here. Beautiful. Yeah, it's interesting with your two stories. Well, I mean, I've had many people with stories like yours, but it's just that you're back to back, like I spoke to Gavin a couple of days ago, and here you are relaying a similar story both of you were were given this experience like this is who you really are extension of the divine intelligence and then both of you were said like we'll show you again later like you said that you have to do the work like you know you have to do the work but and you know at a later time you were both given the story you'll find out at a later time sort of thing and the time is now now's the time Yes. This is it. I think it was over 35 years ago for, for Gavin. It was probably about the same for you, like 30-odd years ago. How long ago was it? Yeah, it was in 91. So it has been 32 years. 32 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Years. And, and so now's the time. Now is the time to wake up. Mm-hmm. Now's the time. Now is the time to choose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you fear or love? Yeah, now's the time. And the the media, the 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 society we live in, thrive through fear. Mm-hmm. All we have to do to accomplish everything, the prices uh, are cre- increasing, humongous. So people don't have money for food. Yeah, the prices Every- are increasing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot, and the electric electricity is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, since the since twenty twenty, like in the last couple of years, yeah, it's been a huge increase in the price of everything. I saw a Australian politician on Instagram or Facebook, one of those things, talking in Parliament about the prices actually, and she was saying that we've got two main supermarkets down here, and everything's almost doubled in the last couple of years, price of everything, and she said. One of them has made $1.6 billion in profit since they put up all their prices. <laughs> it's like, hello, we can change. We can say, um, you know, it's because of this or it's because of that or it's because, but maybe it's just because people are making more profit. I don't know. Anyway, but okay. So when we talk about the price of everything, can we choose love inside that? You know, like even you know can we choose love when we look at war can we choose love when we look at price gouging can we choose love when we see the corruption can this we choose is, love this is the test mm-hmm. this is the test yes a- any pointers for people wanting to find love that is looking out at the unfairness of the world and what's going on you know any pointers to how they can choose love the first thing is acceptance you, you said accept what is mm-hmm when you say, okay, thank you, God, for this, I don't understand it, but I know you have it in hand and I trust you and you go on. Then you can relax. 
and you don't have to go into fear because fear is what lowers the vibration. Your ego, your your created identity is made up from fear. That's why we start to build up defenses when we are children. So yeah, it's it's actually it's very easy, but it, I know it's difficult, especially if you haven't been trained, <laughs> like I have and many with me, in uh, in hardship. Actually, the hardship is what has given me the strength I have today. Yeah. It's the training ground, isn't it? It like is. It's where your training is, yeah. yeah. You so know, when, the you way... can... mm -hmm. when you can. When you can accept your, your life with all the ingredients in it, that nothing has been wrong. Yeah. It is as it is today. Yeah. We can have done, I've done a lot of decisions that maybe could be seen as bad and difficult and stuff, but that's okay. It's an experience. We are here to experience, but to come out of this mess we are have created, we have to leave the the the. the false identity behind us and say okay i surrender we've got a comment here from sweden i don't know how to pronounce your name snork frocken snork frocken <laughs> the name of her youtube channel i think it's a her. It might be a him uh all my life he she says i have very vivid dreams that i remember in the morning and then i think it's a way to connect to my higher consciousness and the higher realms and uh she says i often go to bed with a certain intention or something i want guidance with or asking for help however i don't seem to really get there any advice can i get deeper into this oh yeah she's put her name here therese 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 i think therese therese I yeah, yes, the, this is uh, something all of us have been struggling with. And I think, uh, as I see it today, to ask for help, you have to say, you have to trust afterwards. What we lack is trust, because we don't trust God. We ask and we think, no, I have to do this and that, and maybe it will not happen. No, it, and if you want it a specific way and a specific time and how it should look like, then you don't give the alliance to source to give you what you actually could benefit from. If you are in need of something, you can say, okay, this is what I really want. I don't know if that is the correct answer for me, but as I see it now, it is. And please help me with this. And then you have to trust. If you don't trust, you nothing happens. You have to allow. Mm -hmm. 
I think the acceptance is such a big piece. And when you're going through your pain or your trauma or you're seeing the trauma in the world, acceptance says, yeah, this is what I really want. And I think that, you know, all the shows that I've been doing for years, like I've been showcasing new old teachers probably about 25, 27 years now, and we've had, I've had many discussions, is discussing who we are beyond this physical identity. When we identify with the body and the mind and the personality and the human, like we can get lost in the Maya, we can get lost in the in the stories that unfold in this life. But when you pull yourself out of it and look from a higher perspective, and that's why NDEs, out-of-body experiences, near-death experiences, people who have had that experience of returning to spirit and viewing this world from that broader perspective, from that higher perspective, is so valuable. Can we view this world from that higher perspective while in the body? Like do we have to leave our bodies to view this world from but to remind ourselves that we're not the human, we're the spirit having the human experience. And like you said, Cecil, acceptance, it's like she says, I have, you know, when we want something, what we're saying is I don't want what I have. So please bring me something else. I don't want what I have. I don't want what is in this world. So we're not in acceptance when we're asking for help, are we? When we're saying, please bring me guidance, bring me something else. And that radical acceptance says, this is exactly what I want, like what yeah. I have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're so right. You have to start to be, uh, to appreciate what is. Right. To yeah. be grateful, grateful for what is. Yeah. Even and for illness. Even for illness. And that's returning to that soul perspective, that, the soul is choosing, the personality might not be choosing this, the ego might not be choosing this, but the soul is choosing this experience as something wanted, something desired, a benefit to the journey of the soul. So I want exactly what I have. And that acceptance, I can't tell you how many times I've seen miracles happen in my life. You know, it sounds superficial, but years ago there was a house that I saw on the internet and I thought, oh, look at that house. That is so beautiful. I'd so love to live in that house, but I could never afford to live in that house. And then months later, the people kicked us out of the house we were in. And then this house came up for rent. And uh, it was split into two levels. It was a little flat underneath. And I, we looked at it, but the woman wanted to rent it out, the whole house, and we couldn't afford it. And uh, oh, it's, it's a, I won't go into the story, but... I remember she, I, I spoke to the person and she said, no, you can't have the house. And this dream house that I had wanted forever, I'd been looking at it for years and thinking, oh, it'd be so nice to live in that house. I, 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 We couldn't get it. And I went into this acceptance of, well, it wasn't meant to be. And I remember I was so in acceptance. I thought it was so nice to meet the owner because you're normally dealing with a real estate agent. I'm going to ring the owner up and just tell her thank you and it was lovely to meet you. And I was in this total acceptance like, yeah, this is what's meant to be, not meant to have this house. And in ringing the owner, she said, well, the person that wanted the house pulled out. And so I've got someone for the downstairs flat, but I need someone for the upstairs flat and we could afford it. Like it all just magically just fell into place. But the acceptance of a dream that I wanted that I wasn't going to get, that acceptance made that happen. Yeah. Yes. That acceptance. Yeah. When you accept what is, 
then everything can unfold naturally right. in a good way. You're you're going in flow with yeah. the vibration of love. Absolutely, absolutely. You're Acceptance. not fighting. Yeah, you're not fighting. It, it, yeah. Mm. When I have um, clients, uh, and they a resistance shows up, I just love it because then they can explore what is the resistance, what is inside of it what what are you resisting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because if whatever you resist persists persist. that's right yes. and in that experience that you had back in 91 in that emptiness and then you said okay you better come in like in that experience of ecstasy as you call it there was no wanting or striving or desiring there was a pure pure acceptance of what is there was just no wanting inside that no striving no please bring me guidance none of that existed which is exactly what Gavin said he said that the self and the needs of the self disappeared and all he wanted to do was to reach out and help others and he said he, he said that uh, you know that if there was an old lady crossing the street and I went to save her to my own danger to, to help her get across the street, I would do it, even though I might be killed. It didn't matter. I would do it. Just, just no striving inside that experience. So if we can find that no striving in the now, pure acceptance of what is, you're reaching that place that you've been talking about, that place of ecstasy. You're on your way to ecstasy. Pat, yes. I resonate with what you're saying. Do you want to come on? Where are you, Pat? Do you want to come on and say what you've got here? Where is she? I'm the uh, little palms. Hang on. Are oh, you the palms? <laughs> Very nice got, picture. Do you want I'm to come on camera? Can I add you to the spotlight? Hold on. There we go. There she is. Hello, darling one. Hi. Yes, I, what I wrote, Sizzle, is that I truly, I see exactly where you're coming from. Um, you know, everything that seems to be in existence right now has been created for so many hundreds of years and because it's based in fear and as long as people continue to believe the picture mm -hmm. just as in your own words they're they're continuing that manifestation just through the fear of it and and believing that it's real so it's so important right now to really choose and stay in our truth and create exactly what we want to see because we're the ones that are putting it out there all the time. And, and I find it very helpful not to watch TV, not to look at the news, not to listen to the media. I don't want to listen to anything that's based on fear. Yeah. And whatever's going on may be going on, but it's not in my world right here, right now. So I choose to create and see what I want based on truth and love. And that's what I resonate with. And it's not always easy, needless to say, you know, it's um, it's a work in pro progress. It's a process. But, yeah, all um, in work in progress, but it's so beautiful what you're saying. And I think it's so important. And more and more people come to see what you are saying. Because we are struggling and struggling and struggling. And finally, we give up. We said, no, it doesn't matter. 
I don't want to struggle anymore. I don't want to follow the fear. I want to, I don't want to believe the fear. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and to also it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's like all of a sudden the realization that whatever seems to be ugly or painful or not pretty, mm. we have to accept it because it's also part of what it is. Yes. It's part of that duality that's been created for hundreds and thousands of years. It's not going to go away right, right now immediately. So it's also part of God, part of source. We have to accept it with love and compassion and recognize that it's okay. It's a temporary picture because if we don't, it, it doesn't stay. It doesn't, you know, remain, right? It's like every now moment is the, is a new opportunity, a new choice, a new decision. And if we can stay in truth, then we're creating that. For the next moment and the next moment, right? Yes. I mean, and the so yeah. And the more each are following it, yeah. Doing this, the more follows after. Because yes. they notice that you are in peace. Yes. The most important piece of the puzzle, isn't it, to stay in peace? Yes. Because we are part of that new creation and that new manifestation and world that we are really all longing for, which is peace and yes. love. I mean, it hurts us to watch people being hurt and to, and to think of war. It's just not, it's not, it doesn't fit anymore. It just, just, it's such a, a an unbelievable situation. And yet, is it really going on? It's just a question I pose. Is it really going on? You know, where is it going on? You know, there are so many levels of reality. So are we going to stay on the third in the third dimension and in all of those lower densities? Or are we going to keep working on raising our, our vibration and our energy and our awareness? We have to choose. Where are we going? Yes, exactly. That's and that uh -huh. is, the time has come to choose now. Choose now, yeah. I think that's so beautiful. But I don't think we're going anywhere, Pat. I think we're 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 exactly where we're supposed to be. We're you know where we're going is to into that place of love and acceptance in the here and now. I mean, there's a lot of talk in the new age, and we were talking about it just before the recording. We were talking about the light hitting because we were also looking at the lights behind Sissel, the Northern Lights. And Cecil was saying there's so much light hitting the planet, you know, and as the light hits the planet, it exposes more of the corruption and the and the trauma that's happening on this planet. But we keep talking about we're going to the new earth or we're going to the fifth dimension. We're here. I, we're here. The fifth dimension is in that place of acceptance when you can live inside the war and the and the corruption and the lies and the fear and be love now. Like it's not a place that we're going to. It's like in this moment. Right, Cecil? Yeah. Yes. You're so, so right. We are not going anywhere, but we are changing the life we are living here. Yeah, yeah, the perspective. So we yeah. want to live. We have been consuming Mother Earth, and she doesn't want that anymore. Yeah, exactly. Not keep on living when we are sucking out all the energies yep. for, for greed 
So yeah, it was beautiful set. What was Thanks. your next? Thanks, Pat. Thanks so much. Yes. I'm going to stop the live now and uh and um we've just got a small group on Zoom and we can just have a chat amongst the Zoom group if uh, people want to ask any questions or say anything to Cecil. But I'm going to say thank you, Cecil, for showing up again for the inner sanctum. It's been so beautiful to reconnect with you. You're just so gorgeous. Beautiful to be here. Thank you, Karen. And tell people where they can find you. What's your website? And you, you're, I think you've got a YouTube channel, but I, I don't think you've got any content on there, but you're on Stephanie's Circle of Love YouTube yeah. channel. And what's your website for people that want to find you? My website is adroniaslight.com. Adronia Light. R-D-R-O-N-I-A-S. With an S, is it? Adroniaslight.com. Yes. Okay. Yes. For people I... that want to find Cecil, uh, if you click the link under the streaming platform, under whatever platform you're on, it says Seymour here, you'll find her website there, both in Norwegian. She's got two websites, one in Norwegian and one in English. And, uh, yeah and her YouTube channel. Thank you again, Cecil. Thank you, Karen.